This is Andy Roninson coming to you straight from the heart of New York City, and you're listening to the all-original 10-minute musical podcast, Take a 10. When your credit card won't take, when you miss the bus again, take a breath, take a break, and take a 10. This month, we're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of a new episode, we're going to bring you a retrospective of the first five episodes. So we're going to play you the first five episodes, but in between each musical, you're going to hear some of my conversations with the writers and some of the actors of each episode talking about how these musicals came together from nothing, how uh, we threw away some songs. And yes, you're going to hear one of those songs on the podcast. You're going to hear some early versions. You're going to hear some unused lyrics that were too dirty to put on. You're going to hear how we made some of the sound effects. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Let's start with... Episode number one, Finding the Words. Music by Andy Roninson. Book and lyrics by Andy Roninson and Chris Critelli. Meet Fanny Duke, recent Princeton grad, lover of theater, and perennial clubs. Oh, shoot, 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 spinning, spinning. And right now, Fanny's in the middle of assisting her grandfather, the Morty Duke, who's directing the Fort Myers Playhouse production of the classic The Handmaiden's Pompadour. Ah, there you are. What took you so long with my coffee? I'm sorry, Grandpa. They're out of creamer, and I know you like the French vanilla kind, so Shut I just... What? You don't hear we're rehearsing? Are your ears slow, too? Here, give me. Ooh, hot! I hear you call, my lord, and as I stage, so smooth, so A little more, and so when, when you fill my ears with words of love, Perfect. every sound your lips do make, make the ground beneath me quake. It's you for me and me for you. No troop when Tempkins get. Ugh, I can't take it anymore. What? Desiree, what's going on? Morty, I can't deal with this unprofessionalism. I have played off Broadway. I'm, I'm really sorry, Mr. Duke. I just blanked. Blanked? Blanked? That's the fifth time in the last ten minutes. Tony Boychick, what's happening? You're dropping more lines than my Aunt Sadie around New Year's. Eh? Eh? Anyone? Morty, I am done. I quit. Quit? Does he know you can't quit? We open tomorrow. Think of the headline in the paper. Leading lady of no-show, handsome director in ruins. Fanny. Yes, Grandpa? I need to go talk some sense into Marie Antoinette. You need to get up on that stage and get that boy to sing the right words. What, me? Oh, I would, but I have to. Um, I have to wash my hair. <laughs> what are you, shy? I see how you look at him. What? Tony? No. <laughs> I never look at him, never seen him in my life. I don't even know how his eyes crinkle when he smiles. Big, handsome guy like that. Even I can't stop looking at him, and I got cataracts. Listen, girly, you'll never know if you don't try. Now go. Hey, these kids, they're harder to get going than my first wife. I said my first wife. Huh? Huh? Anyone? Hey. All right, Fanny. No big deal. Talk to him. Talk to him. Sounds so easy when you say it. Simple game, so go and play it. There's a dragon time to slay shit. Oh, he totally just caught you staring at him. Jesus, Fanny. What does your hair even resemble right now? Oh, look at you. You look like Tim Burton's armpit. Well, who knows? Maybe this guy's into homeless chicks. Talk to him, talk to 
him. Show him that you're fun and witty, and in the right light can be quite pretty. Suck it in, adjust a titty, and start the show. Say hello, let him know you're not some square. Run your fingers through his hair. He's a stallion, be his mare, and whoa! And he reel it in. So what if he's so hot? So what if you're well? Not so, what if you can't last a minute with an open mouth without both feet in it? So what if you die of shame cause he thinks you're lame? But if you don't try, there's no one else to blame. So pull your panties up and talk to him, talk to him. Don't pretend you're on the phone, go he's standing all alone. Don't add this to the list of opportunities you miss and all the lips you haven't kissed. Time to give this plot a twist, make him see that you exist. Just Fanny, right? Bingo. I mean, yes, Fanny. I'm I'm Fanny. My name's not Bingo. I'm not a farmer's dog. <laughs> I can see that. It's after Fanny Bryce, the comedian. Oh, like in Funny Girl? Exactly. She was the one who pulled my grandpa into show business when he was a boy, literally yanked him onto stage one night, and he never left. I think your grandpa hates me. What? <laughs> Negative. He doesn't hate you. He's just He's just difficult around opening nights. We open tomorrow, and I keep screwing up all my scenes. I can't focus. Maybe I can help. Talk to me. What's going on in that big, handsome brain of yours? It's complicated. Well, I am fluent in complicated. It's like my second language. <laughs> Yo hablo complicado. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Okay. You ever been head over heels for someone you see every day, and they don't even know it? Yeah. Like, there's something there, something electric, and all it would take is for you to say hi, but... You can't find the right words. Yeah. So? <laughs> Who is it? I can't. Tony, you can tell me. It might help to get it off your chest, hmm? Who's the mystery lady? Steve. Steve? The sound guy. The... Oh, you're... Yeah? <laughs> No, never mind. I should have known. Yeah, he's cute. Scruffy cute. <laughs> why, why don't you let him know? Because I turn into a schoolgirl every time he walks by. Really? I'm sorry. I don't want to sound insensitive. It's just you're like the handsomest, most attractive guy <laughs> I have ever seen. And I watch a lot of The Bachelorette. <laughs> Thanks, you're sweet. But what good are looks when I can't formulate a sentence when he's around? It's ridiculous. I mean... Even saying his name is so... Just... So... Steve... Steve sets my levels right Make sure my pack is all nice and tight Steve... Steve makes my voice so loud And I feel him smiling from up in his cloud Steve, Steve hears my every word But all that matters is still unheard Steve, Steve makes me feel so small like I'm everything and nothing at all When his hands scrape the tape off my skin And he lingers with his fingers strong and warm 
just stand dumb and somehow can't win And he's going never knowing That why I can't perform is Steve Steve doesn't see what he does to me Oh, Steve takes my mic away And that's one more almost perfect day with Steve Wow Whatever, it, it, it doesn't matter can we just run these lines? No. No? No, because you are clearly too hung up on this guy. Well, now I'm really glad I told you. Which is why you're going to find Steve right now. Excuse me? It's time for you to quit your moping. Fanny. Time for you to get off your ass. No more sitting, waiting, hoping he might wake up and make a pass. Then what do you suggest I do? Go and talk to him. Say anything at all Mention the weather, spark a debate Or maybe, oh, I don't know, make a date Anything would be great Go and talk to him Come on! Where are you taking me? You can't talk to Steve if you're not in the same room Oh, no, 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 no Just open your mouth and say hello That's easy for you to Oh, is that so? Then who was the girl who was wringing her hands Sweating bullets, catching her breath Just to talk to you Really? Yeah, and you know what? I'm still alive and I'm doing fine. You're gonna be fine too. Go and talk to him. Don't sit around and stall. You've got all you need to get through your fears. You've got a mouth and he's got some ears. Say, hey, let's go grab some beers. Go and talk to him. Hey, is Steven here? No, he's grabbing some XLRs from the supply closet. Thanks. Come on, Tony. That's right nearby. Let's go. Fanny, wait. People look at me and see James Dean But inside I'm still 14 I'm not you Words don't come easy Then forgive me Cause I'm about to get real cheesy Don't ever Ever forget Rejection Is always better than regret And all I have to do is talk to him. Oh, hey, Fanny, what's up? Get in here. Uh, actually, Steve, I'm the one who came to talk to you. <laughs> what is it, Tony? Well, I was wondering if you wanted to get coffee sometime. Coffee? Yeah, or, or lunch. I mean, if you want to, or whatever. <laughs> no, I'd love to. I've been waiting for you to say something, but let's talk when I'm not knee-deep in wires and cables. <laughs> cables. Ab absolutely. Fanny, Tony, where are you? I talked Queen Sheba into gracing us with a presence again. You gotta go. I know. Uh, see you later, Steve. <laughs> Bye, Tony. And Fanny? Yeah? Thank you. Really. Just doing my job, ma'am. <laughs> Sir... All right, maestro, strike up the band. Ah, there's our boy. Every sound your lips do make 
make the ground beneath me quake. It's you for me and me for you. No two or two could ever do. Yes. Shh. And so speak out now. my name Pull it close to you. Put your arms around her. Hug her tight. With your words of love. All right, now kiss her. See, I told you he was straight. The cast of Finding the Words was Eliza Hayes Marr as Fanny, Chris Critelli as Tony. Stephen Berger as Morty, Jennifer Piacenti as Desiree, and Alan Winner as Steve. And you can hear him cover the mic. Oh boy. But it still comes through. What are you listening to? This is the, the, the recording. I know it's. The first public performance. The unveiling, if you will, like Michelangelo. for this outside outside Madison Square Park was on you know what I'm talking about oh my god yeah Madison Square yes yeah Do you remember that it was the yeah, only time I've ever gone to bench. rehearse outside because it was with a guitar what's your name my name in this show in this um, episode? No, what's your name and what is the, yeah, what is the name of, of your character? <laughs> Off to a great start. We're doing great. Episode number one. Who Desiree. are you? Who are you? I am Desiree the Diva. What's your actual name? <laughs> what is your name? Jennifer. Jennifer what? Jennifer Piacenti. Thank you. <laughs> so difficult. And who are you? So who are you? Hey guys, this is Chris Cotelli. And who did you play? I played uh, Tony. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I'm ask me again. What's your name? Jennifer Piacenti. And who'd you play? I played Desiree. I might keep the other one though. <laughs> this is different. Steve, we'll never know, but I will. I will. But I will. It's a different. It's a different way to do it. Um, I was looking up how long ago it was. Do you know how long ago it was? I'm I can trying. tell you. It was October 13th, 2014. What? The read-through? Yeah. Yeah, but do you know when we started writing this? I don't know when you started writing well, it. Well, we we presented one of these songs in front of some friends and co-writers April 15th of 2013. Uh, this is from March. Is the first idea for what became Steve back when it was called Pete. Yeah, it was originally called Pete, but we changed it because you can't, like, Pete, yeah. Pete, we were worried that it would sound like Pete is not a, not a great yeah. name. Yeah, and no one's going to say Pete. Yeah, but you know what's funny, though, is uh, I found 
But then so if you had a sequel, you could call it Repeat. Uh, That's, oh, man, we're there already. We're, we're already <laughs> there. We wasted no time. I just got fired, didn't I? You're yeah. out. <laughs> Jen, can I talk to you outside? No, bring your stuff. <laughs> That's all we need from you today, Jen. That's thank, a, you. Th- thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll let you know. We'll let my, you know. One of my favorites is always, you're the best we've seen all day. Number two. <laughs> we did a reading up in New Hampshire of Finding the Words. Mm-hmm. But it was... Peter Bate as Tony, Hannah Kornfeld as Fanny, uh, George Merrick as Morty, Morty Duke, Morty. and Gus Curry, who was on the answering machine, he played Steve, and Elaine Daber as Desiree. When we did it at Sound Bites in 2013, mm-hmm. Jen, you were back. Mm-hmm. We had Trent Mills playing Trent Tony. Mills as Tony, Katie Wetzel, who won Best Actress that night. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Uh, she played Fanny, and then uh, Alan Winter reprised his role as Steve. Yes. And then we had Ron Bobst as yeah. uh, that's right, as uh, as Morty Duke. Yeah, the show has seen a lot of uh, <clears throat> in- incarnations. It's pretty incredible that it started this entire thing, really. Well, originally it was going to be the second episode. Oh, was it? It was gonna, that was going to be first, and then Chris was like. Uh, it's a little weird, dark to start off with, like a woman who's the devil. Yeah. So yeah. we started with this one instead. Gotcha. The first, the first episode, I wanted to be a little bit broader. This is like mm-hmm. a love letter to music theater, and it was a love letter. Right. It was a love letter to musical theater, and so it was just stuffed to its face with references. Yes. So your character was Desiree. Yes. Which is from a little night music, at least in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you were Tony, which is for me was West Side Story. Steve, Sondheim, mm-hmm. sort of. And uh, Fanny was Fanny Bryce. That one's mentioned in there. Morty. Morty. I don't think Morty is anything. He was just Jewish, and there are a lot of <laughs> Jewish people in that right music no, theater. Wait, wait, wait! Did I show you? And did you see says. what my original name for Morty was for the outline? Hold on, let me see if I can find this. Lechaim Goldberg. Pretty much. Fanny's a quirky girl. Morty Justine. Name in progress. <laughs> Morty Duke. Duke, it, for me, was Vernon Duke, who was originally Vladimir Dukelski. Talking about Jews who changed their name. That was my inspiration mm. for Morty Duke, was he was like of that generation. That would change their That would change their name to be less Jewish. So he went from Dukelski to Duke. And then Vernon Duke, who was a composer of Ottoman New York and a couple other songs, like from the... Period. Just what was like, it like recording it? Like you just well, okay. It to what a was it like? So we go into his room and we're trying to record and we're trying to record, but he's Andy is very particular, which is part of what makes him so genius. What? No. First off. Oh. Oh. How was I so particular? Oh, but you are. Could not. He didn't have the sound exactly right. So definitely his idea was you have to go in the closet. No. Can you go further back in the closet? But Andy, like, there's a cat in here. I don't want to step on the. No. No. Go further back in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was, and then he was like, okay, you're done. And I'm like, that's it? I'm done? That's it? Yeah, you're done. And next thing you know, we have an incredible episode. So it was, it's actually pretty amazing to, to listen. You, you just do your tiny part and then all of a sudden there's magic. And he's like, the episode's done and it's, it's kind of magical. Episode number two, Waiting for the Devil. Music by Andy Roninson. Book and lyrics by Andy Roninson and Chris Critelli. Mississippi, not too long ago, 
There's a full moon overhead, coyotes in the hills, and two long, empty roads making a big X as if to say, this is where your mama told you never to go. Hello? And Wade Fairfax stands dead center at the crossroads with nothing but a guitar case in his hands. about 20 minutes down the road. I was just on my nighttime stroll till I heard you singing. And I'm just a moth to a warm fire. I couldn't help but get closer and closer. Oh, well, pardon me, miss. It was just for myself. <laughs> I didn't mean to bother you. I was Wait, just... don't you recognize me? Uh, no, I'm sorry, miss. I'm sure I'd remember someone as beauty who looks like you. <laughs> well, we was just kids then. I'm sorry? Don't you remember me? Tagging along with you and my big brother, J.D.? J.D.? Why, you boys had never let me play with you, but I always watched. J.D. Winters? And I always listened. Every time you walked by singing, every time you played that guitar. J.D. had a sister? Lorelai? Lorelai Winters? Don't you remember me, Wade? I'm really sorry, miss. You can blame it on years of playing rooms and getting paid in whiskey. Well... What does it matter now that you're standing here in the moonlight like a vision before my eyes? Lorelai, I'd love to catch up some other time, but right now, you gotta go. What? Why? Well, first off, my wife would have my ass if she saw me out here with you at this hour. Oh, you're married? Yep, four and a half years now. Then where's your wife? Or your ring? The ring I sold to help pay the bills. The wife, well, she hollered me out of the house for selling the ring. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, which is why I'm here tonight. In this little slice of nowhere? Where the two roads cross when the clock strikes twelve. There's that saying about meeting the devil at the crossroads. You want to sell your soul to the devil? That's right. Ain't gonna stop singing, but the bank keeps knocking at my door. Hoping the devil can help with the former so I can help with the latter. Wade, no. You can't sell your soul. You don't know what you're giving up. There ain't nothing in me worth keeping. Besides, you don't even know me. But I do. Wade, I've known you since I was a little girl. 
I saw how you stood up for Bobby Jalis when everyone thought he stole that baby gun. I saw how you gave little Tina Hill your whole ass cream cone when she dropped hers. How you saved that poor puppy from the other boys throwing rocks at him. How do you know all this? And every chance I get, I listen to you sing those beautiful songs. I can hear what's deep inside you, and I know it's real. The music in your hands, that's you. Fire in your voice, that's you. It's a soft, warm pillow. It's the breeze that blows the leaves off a willow. That's you, there's thunder in my heart That's you, there's howling in my bones That's you too Every string you're strumming Making everything within me start humming Mm, That's you, that's you Sorry, I've never spilled so much before. You must think I'm a fool. No, you're very sweet. But legend dictates that I must meet the devil alone. So you have to go. You don't need the devil because I can help you. What? I didn't want to tell you this, but remember how my daddy used to run that big nightclub downtown? What about it? Well, in the last ten years, he got himself a big job at Columbia Records, signed a new artist, and I know he would do anything I asked. Wade... I want to help you. You would do that for me? Wade, I care about you more than you could imagine. And I would do anything for you. Wow, Lorelai, that's awful kind of you, but... Kiss me. Excuse me? Please, Wade, just one little kiss. That's all I want. And I could get your music out there, and I'd take such good care of you. And I can be your woman, and life could be so beautiful. I... I just... Don't you think I'm pretty? Just one kiss... You make it sound so easy You make the path so clear The dark road I've been walking That all could change right here God knows I want things different This ain't the life I planned And I could raise a glass on the greener grass If I just take your hand 
But she's my soul, born and weary, tough as steel. She's my soul, she can hurt, but she can heal. You could make me rich and famous, but you couldn't make me whole. She's my missing part, she's my soul. Sometimes it ain't easy, and sometimes it ain't fun, and sometimes I could turn away, forget it all and run. Lose myself in bottles, lose myself in sin, but when I come up for air, she's always there, taking me back in, cause she's my soul, tough small but strong she's my soul every chord and every song you're showing me the highway but i can't pay the toll Cause she's worth everything she's my soul you ain't leaving I know you, Wade, and you can't say no to me. Are you really gonna turn me down so that woman can keep you chained up? I was blind, but now I see. I gave myself to her, she gave herself to me. The pond I tried to break already set me free. For the Devil was John Bennett as Wade and Julie Jo Hughes as Lorelei. I once sang the song I Have Confidence from Sound of Music yeah. at a talent show and I forgot all the words. Yeah. <laughs> trying to sing that's, I Have Confidence. That's amazing. <laughs> and just drowning on right. stage. That's hilarious. How old are you with that? Um, like, I think 15. Um, who are you? Hey guys, uh, I'm Chris Gratelli. I'm producer here at Take a Ten, uh, actor and writer. I wrote episodes one, two, nine, and eleven. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and you sing the theme song too. I do. You guys hear me every single time. Every day. Every well, day. You're every welcome. Month. You're welcome. Um, Julie, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about what your experience was like. Had you ever done any podcasting before? Any kind of like thing with this audio format? Definitely not. Um, other than a little bit of voiceover stuff that I had done for live theater, actually, which is weird, but mm. it was like a pre-recorded thing where you do it and then you hear it live, um, which is kind of how the podcast goes. Yeah. You don't know what it's going to sound like yeah. when you think it when comes it over done? the airwaves. Well, you were also recording to... You're, I think, the only person to record to a full orchestration. Oh, okay. So you oh, she was idea. recording to the yeah. final what mix. It was gonna, uh-huh. Pretty much. Oh, well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah, the rehearsal was just like us and a guitar and being like, what about this key? And definitely not. What about <laughs> this key? Oh, there's something oh. there. What if we pushed it just a little bit more? I don't know. I don't know, Andy. Let's just try it. Oh, actually, that's where it's at. It's funny because <laughs> I, I also remember we came in and you were singing and it sounded like you were out of breath. And we stopped recording, and I was like, it's too fast, isn't it? And you were like, yeah. And then luckily, 
I was able to slow down on GarageBand and like the audio of the guitar slowed down so that it was like a little more broken up and sounded yeah, messed up. Yeah, because you'd already done the because final. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we realized that it sounded better if it was a little slower. And actually it's funny because now I listen to it and I wish it were even slower because mm. it just could, it could breathe even more. Mm. Um, but what was it like? Can you think of? I mean, it was a year ago. It was more than a yeah. year ago when we did that. Yeah, you, Julie, mm. you like had a kid. Since I then. know. I mean, back then I was just your baby was on the podcast. It, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was. It was great. <laughs> she actually she couldn't hit that high note at the end, but then it just kicked really hard. She just yeah. popped it. <laughs> like, oh, it's brilliant. I was like, thank you, baby. <laughs> thank you, baby. No, it, it was just it was really fun. Um, to kind of explore where that was going to be. And then once we had it in that higher key, it actually kind of changed my approach on the character a little oh, yeah? bit. Yeah. In like, what way? Well, just made it a little bit sweeter. At first, yeah. I was going for kind of like a sultry thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, actually, she's much more interesting if she's just kind of like, what? Well, I just am this way. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I think that was the inspiration for, for the story was like, we've seen the devil uh, be, you know, a salesman, we've seen the devil mm-hmm. be a seductive woman before. Like, but this was what if it's like they weren't even seductive, they were just actually vulnerable and scared. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like that when was we were of, when we were kind of massaging the story early on, I remember talking about like the ambiguity of whether this person is or yeah, is not. Yeah. And we we tried very hard to make it very believable. Yeah. So that the the character could believe that this person could help him in all these yeah. Ways. I mean, I still believe that she was telling the truth for the most part. Well, at the end, then she kind of freaks out, too. She's like, you going to leave right now? And he's like, I'm out. Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, funny thing about that song, uh, She's My Soul, is that we had him record to the demo. Um, and my guitar was out of tune on the demo. <laughs> so then when I tried to put the fake instruments on top of it, they were out of tune. And I was using GarageBand, so I couldn't like tune like fifth of a step or whatever it was. So I, I had to have my little brother play bass. He had an upright bass. He brought his ho- bass home. He's a bass player, and had him play along and like detune his bass to match the recording. Wow. We are letting you guys in. Anyway. We're just letting you see behind the curtain here. And then I was showing you how we make the sausage at Take a Ten. He did not credit him because I just wanted to be a jerk. <laughs> I remember so distinctly that Thanksgiving recording up at my mom's house in Albany because the guitar case he opens was my trumpet case. <laughs> Didn't you also record like boots crunching? Yeah, in the my wood footsteps like was like right next to the porch. There's just like a little bare piece of dirt, and I recorded my feet on the dirt. I felt so cool. I Andy felt... Roninson Foley Master. Foley Master, right? This was like the second episode in. I was like, oh, I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm going to be so cool. Um, and it sounds like he's just walking around and he shuffles left and he shuffles right. And uh, and then there was like, there's like an owl that hoots on there. But that wasn't, uh, that wasn't me. That was YouTube. Do you remember how many times we recorded the scene of him walking away and my voice fading at the end? No, no, remind me. <laughs> it was like, we just couldn't get it right because, like, I was trying to yell, but it was supposed to sound like I was getting farther away. <laughs> and you just kept being like, okay, that's kind of hurting my eardrums. Like, you're going to have to back up a little bit. And then I would be like, wait, wait. I was like, yeah, turn away, turn away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then we were experimenting like this, like, what? <laughs> Episode number three. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's my boyfriend. Part one. Music by Andy Roninson, lyrics by George Merrick, book 
by both. Our adventure begins with our favorite superhero, Cosmic Man. The wondrous, the pop... You know what? Why am I introducing him? He's got his own theme song. He's got powers from out of this world, so don't you ever doubt him. He's always there to save the day. We can never live without him. Cosmic Man! Another jewel heist. Curses. The Velvet Fox strikes again. I've lost count of the times he's outwitted me over the years. Boy, this has not been my week. Why, just the other day, there's a plane going down on the south side of town, and there isn't a moment to spare. So I put on the mask, and I get to the task of catching a jet in midair. I'm there in a flash, preventing the crash. As I think of a clever quip, you folks mind if I wing it? And suddenly, wham, I forget where I am, and the thing slips right out of my grip. I go into a dive, and the people survive, but they're frozen with fear and dread. And I'm back on the ground, and I've suddenly found that I can't get this girl out of my head. Now I'm vulnerable. Me, how can this be? This is wrong, this is real. I'm a beacon and ideal, and I can't afford to feel vulnerable. No, she has to go. She's a risk, she's a threat, a distraction, a regret, driving me crazy, and yet when I'm As fragile as the dawn of a day And I'm bursting in a song And for once I belong I'm a different kind of strong This is really so wrong To be vulnerable Yes Nevertheless, it can work if I try. Be the beacon and her guy. Crazy, but I gotta try. It might be a struggle, but I gotta juggle. Keep my balls in the air, as it were. So if I'm vulnerable, I'll be vulnerable for her. Our date, Los Fantasticos, 8 o'clock. I'm late. Again! Looks like the Velvet Fox and all the other evildoers will have to wait, because meanwhile, at Los Fantasticos... You know what, let me try that again. <clears throat> meanwhile, at Los Fantasticos... And here's your El Diablo Rojo Margarita, ma'am. Oh, you are a dear. I'll just clear these other two away. No, leave those. I need something to throw when he shows up. Oh, well, uh, ma'am, typically we don't allow... Tom! Katrina! You're already here. I'll just give you a minute. 
Sheesh. Would you believe my stupid train broke down? Really? How many times? I'm not that late, am I? Not at all. The kitchen closed half an hour ago, but I'm sure we can convince them to get us some guacamole. Katrina... I'm actually pretty proud of how long I stuck around this time. I said I was sorry. Nope, you didn't. Well, I'm really sorry, honey. At least let me get the check. Oh, no. Why should you pay for all three margaritas I drank alone? Are you going to hang this over my head forever just because I got caught in traffic? I thought you said it was a train. It was train traffic. Dispatch trouble. I don't know. Goodbye, Tom. No, 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 no. Please, don't go. I'm done. That's it. I'm through with the lies. I won't continue down this path. You can't commit. And I'm getting wise. Because now I'm starting to do the math. We'll be on my couch on Friday night eating mushu pork when a news reporter breaks in to announce there's a plane down in New York. Then your jacket's on, you're suddenly gone without a prawn or a wonton. The jig's up, buster. You're doing drugs. What? That's crazy. Okay, how's this for crazy? We agree to meet last Monday night down at Bullmore Lanes. On the way, the cabbie tells me there are bombs on commuter northbound trains. Then I get your call, you've broken your ball, taking a fall in your hallway. The jig's up, buddy. You've got a wife. No, no, no. The world is rough, I get it. Commitment's tough, I get it. It never told a soul but a mess would be spilled if you knew it it could get you killed if you knew it but the life we could build I'm if ready. you knew it please tell me just do it under the suit is another suit green and red and gold it came with me from a distant world when I was two years old if I pull my shirt apart a bit take a look and see this emblem crest upon my chest cosmic man that's me now it's done now you know all those times I had to go now it's done 
Now it's clear, now I'm here, really here, fully here. Oh dear, I felt like I knew you all along, like an old familiar song. I told myself I was wrong, it couldn't be, we wouldn't be. Sometimes I too wear another suit, Kevlar black and sleek. It's been with me all around the world, from Prague to Mozambique. Unbeknownst to us, we've been a pair, more than we could know. And your source of grief, your favorite thief. The Velvet Fox? To be continued. The cast of It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's My Boyfriend was Tally Sessions as Tom slash Cosmic Man and Jessica Phillips as Katrina slash The Velvet Fox. This is the background music if it works. The Latin version. This is in the background music. But I had this trumpet player, and I had the trumpet player who was great, and he just like he just I threw all these parts at him. Like I had him overdub four times, so I had yeah. each part like and he played him, and my mics weren't working, and I had him I had to my computer mic, but he it was so loud he had to be on the other side of the room playing <laughs> in the other direction. And then I told him like, and I just improvise. So then this was like the second take around was him improvising and somehow it timed out really well with the scene like yeah. it timed out perfectly like right when that ended it was great it was like first take I think um, can, you, can you say your name? yes I'm Jessica Phillips and I played the Velvet Fox slash Katrina and who are you? my name is George Merrick and I wrote the lyrics yeah and co-wrote the book that's right, yes. Do you remember how we came up with it? We had Jessica in mind for the uh, for the podcast, and I think we tailored it, as I remember, the episode around her. Yeah. Although we started, I think the Thanks, first... Thanks, guys. Oh, totally. I think the first thing we wrote was Vulnerable, though. Because yes. I remember writing that during the summer. Yeah. Yeah, that mm. was a lot. In, in New Hampshire. Yeah, piece by piece. It was, it was fun. And, and did that song then inspire the whole storyline? or No, it was the other way around. We knew... We knew it was going to be a superhero, but originally the idea was a superhero who was ready to retire, and he was going to call it quits, right? Do you remember that? That's right. It was, that yeah, was, that I had an idea that he had to tell his girlfriend his true identity. Do you remember her original name? Claire Voyant. Yeah. <laughs> Claire Voyant. Yeah. And then we went with the Velvet Fox. Which I think, is, I think is Andy's drag name. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Probably. And, um, oh, did I tell you... That I was looking up videos of you and Next to Normal to like learn. I don't know if I told no. you that to write for your voice. No, I didn't know that. I, was like, the, I mean, that you would, you know, think to, uh, yeah, to craft I was like, well, your writing around, you know, totally, my right. instrument. That's really awesome. That's oh yeah, amazing. yeah. And because uh, I mean, I'm always bad with female keys because I'm not a female. So yeah. range-wise, it's always tricky for me to figure out. Dem bums worked out nicely. You're in good company, though. I mean, I, there are a lot of male composers that 
that end up writing, I think, higher than is right. ideal, and then, I, I and then we have to yeah, make so adjustments. You're in, you're in good company. There's yeah. a lot of ineptitude out there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, exactly well, what I did. So I was watching those to like figure out how to fit your range and everything, and that's why it, it kind of it worked out nicely with those key changes. Because Jigs Up is like one key and then another key and then another yeah. key. Yeah, that's and, a great song. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was it was fun. It's and fun to sing. <laughs> what did you think when you heard it? Like, because you just recorded like to the piano, and then yeah, there were all these orchestrations. In a, and then, like, or in that a time closet. Where... Right. Yes. With a microphone. Yeah. In yes. your closet this yes. time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, and my closet is not a fun place to be. <laughs> Um, it was no, it was great. It was, it was I mean, it was fun getting in there. It's you know, it's always a blast to yeah. to create something from scratch and yeah. knowing that you guys were sort of building it as it was going along. It was a good time. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I mean, it's, it's kind of always a shock to hear the final product. Like, oh, oh I see how that works yeah. in there. I see how those. Do you wish like, yeah. you heard like the conversations like oh, I would have delivered that line differently? Did you think that? Or? Oh yeah, yeah course, but yeah. I mean act all. I think all actors Absolutely. Especially when it's like you, you're not recording to the other person. You're just like recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Tally was great too. Have you met Tally? I just realized. Have you no. Met, you've never met no. him? No. And we have so many friends in common, but we've never met. And yeah. we didn't sing at the same time. We didn't record at no. the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I think he recorded first though because I remember doing that duet with oh. his... With the, to his recording? Yes, to his track. That's yeah. funny. And he's out of town right now. Otherwise, I try to get him in on this. But yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. I think he's yeah. in Florida. He's in Florida. He's doing God, I wish I were in Florida. Wouldn't that be nice? Episode number four. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's my boyfriend. Part two. Music and book by Andy Roninson. Lyrics by George Merrick. He's got powers from out of this world, so don't you ever doubt him. When last we saw Cosmic Man, he had just discovered that his girlfriend Katrina was actually the Velvet Fox, his elusive nemesis. The Velvet Fox, my elusive nemesis. I've hunted you across these last three years, only to find you in the one place I'd never look, my own bed. And you, Cosmic Man? How many times have you foiled my best laid plans? I must say, I'm amazed how well disguised you are in those glasses. No, I actually do have glaucoma. Oh, right. But why, Katrina? Why turn to a life of crime after inheriting all that money from your parents? Those obscenely wealthy Broadway producers who, for legal reasons, must remain unnamed. All a lie. You see, I never knew my parents. I grew up in a harsh Siberian orphanage in the town of Iktushvizm. Our meals consisted of cold gruel, cabbage, and bowls of our own tears. The standard diet in Russia. Naturally. From an early age, I discovered I had a happy talent for breaking into places unnoticed. I would steal food from the adult's kitchen and distribute it to all the other children. I vowed to one day break out of that hellhole and help my fellow orphans. You never cease to amaze me. At the age of 12, I snuck onto an outbound supply truck, and from there, I learned to fend for myself on the streets of St. Petersburg. I started small, stealing a loaf of bread here, a bottle of vodka there. Eventually, I worked my way up to gold bullion and the occasional Grand Theft Auto. 
All the while, I read voraciously, gorging myself on advanced chemistry and engineering so I could create the technology I've used to escape you so many times. I remember your desert vortex cannon. I'm still finding sand in places sand should never be. Sorry about that, darling. I left Russia and honed my skills around the world. Prague, Stockholm, London, Milan. I made myself into the most successful bank robber of all time, all the while donating most of what I'd earned to orphanages all over the world. I've always loved your generosity. With my unpredictable schedule, I never planned on staying anywhere long enough to have a true relationship. Until I met you. You're the only man who's made me as happy as any heist. I stayed here for the last three years to be with you, hoping you would never discover my true identity. And now you can't give up your life of crime? Live a normal life? Would you ask Picasso to stop painting? Tom, nobody can do what I do. And deep down, I really love it. It's it's more than what I do. It's who I am. Just like you, Cosmic Man. Honey, you know I care about you, but I have to turn you in. What? Why? I have to, Katrina. With great power comes great pressure to do the right thing. Then I would just reveal your secret identity. And pretty soon, every bad guy from the alabaster aardvark to the zigzag zephyr will be on you quicker than you can say, Ictushvason. Luckily, I can't. Couldn't you just turn the other cheek? And let you keep committing crimes? It's for orphans! It's illegal. Should I keep chipping away at my creed until I let every criminal slide? And then what? Come home to you every night knowing I'm less of a hero, knowing that I'm letting down all the people that depend on me. I don't want to resent you. And I don't want you to resent me. I love you, Katrina. And I don't want to change you if that's who you really are. It is. And if you love me, you would want me to be all I can be. I have always admired Cosmic Man, even while hating him. You are a great man, Tom. Then let me be Cosmic Man, and I'll let you be the Velvet Fox. But we can't be together. No. Don't say that. It's the only way you and I can let the other remain the person we fell in love with. <sighs> Why? Why do you have to be so goddamn right? Because I'm the only one who has to be. Even when it hurts. But at least I'll know that someone as special <sighs> and amazing as you exist in the world. God. <laughs> Fine. I'll be the one to leave. This city depends on Cosmic Man. And the Velvet Fox will work somewhere else. Maybe Dubai. Is there anything I can do to help? Besides not being freaking Cosmic Man? Please. You know what? There is. Anything. Give me one night. Tomorrow we'll break up, but right now I want to spend a night with Cosmic Man. What do you mean? Let's go places only Cosmic Man could go. Around the world. Think how romantic it would be. A beautiful farewell. Katrina, I, I can't use my powers for my own gain. Then do it for the woman you love. Please, take me out tonight. Take my hand and we'll take flight. Understanding that we might create a stir. 
We'll live the next 12 hours in a blur No questions, no flack Don't even stop to pack We'll party till the ends of the earth And back Let's get on the move Let's go break into the loo We can make sweet love and groove among the arts Go off, then we'll depart. Debauching galore from here to Singapore. Let's party to the ends of the earth. Some more in a single night. We'll have the years we couldn't take, the years you couldn't wake up next to me. In one single night, we'll share the heart. We had to break, we'll be invulnerable and free. Time is running short. Let's raise hell and let's cavort. Who would tell it's unimportant in the end? And every rule could use a little bend. We're finished, it's true. Sure, this is what you want. One night to last us a lifetime. Tom, what do you say? Let's go touch the sky. Yes! Watch a sunset in Kauai. Oh. When that's done, then I can fly you to Peru. I love Peru. We'll scale up my pyramid or two. No heroes, no fronts. We'll smoke Jamaican blunts. <laughs> we'll party to the ends of the earth. Just once, let's, let's get, get out tonight. tonight. Take my, my hand and we'll take flight. Understanding that we might create a stir. We'll live the next 12 hours in a blur. No questions, no fuck. Don't even stop to pack. We'll party. As soon as you get the check. Uh, of course. Where's the waiter? Behind you. Uh, uh, excuse me, sir. Can we get the check? The check. You don't... Yes, thank you. Well, honey, honey, babe? Sir, here's your check. And I was told to give you this note. Meet me at the top of the Empire State Building in 37 seconds. Love your one and only fox. Here, take this. Uh, sir, that's way too much money. Keep the check! Part of this bass, you can't hear, but the bass goes like this. <laughs> so it's huge. It's, it's like five pianos. I think that's what they did. I like the finality of it. If the episode was ending with the end of that song, I would. But I right. think Andy was ultimately right to take it out because there was more dialogue afterwards. I found some old emails 
Do you remember this song, George? We won't have dinner. Oh yeah. It was basically he and he just straight up just took I won't send roses and wrote different lyrics because <laughs> ah. we we split it up into two parts because we just couldn't figure out the ending and couldn't figure out what song to write and how to like what was the right balance you know because it it's a sad ending but it had to feel like that they're doing the right thing yeah, yeah, those yeah. lyrics yeah, yeah. those are that so that's they're ridiculous so think of i won't send rose yeah. right <laughs> we won't have dinner anymore or share a summer at the shore your birthdays may be hard when you never get my card but baby trust me it's how it must be <laughs> <laughs> yes we won't be dancing new year's eve but i'll be happy because i believe i'd cramp your style yes you'd never truly soar because getty's a superhero right we won't have dinner but you'll have so much more and i wrote this is my comment on it gee beautiful work as always but man this is depressing <laughs> <laughs> Episode number five, The Answering Machine. Music by Andy Roninson. Book and lyrics by Kevin Hammonds. Let me take you back to a time long, long ago, back before cell phones, when a relationship could begin or end with a single voice message on an answering machine. So leave a message for Happy New Year. Cause the Jaeger shots are free And tonight we're gonna throw down like it's 1993 Since we can't come to the phone Cause we're drunk or just asleep Throw your doggies here a bone This contraption isn't cheap Let your messages be known Go ahead and take the leap Leave your message at the tone Beep Wow, that just happened Yes, Ben, this is Lauren I'm the girl you stole the hoodie from at the Delta New party I'll be brief as I have to get to class Class, I'm sure you've heard of it um, anyway, you stole my hoodie, and in its place, you left a ransom note with your phone number. I tell you this because no doubt you will have a hard time remembering. So, how about you do your first good deed of 93, and you give me back my hoodie? I want it back, Ben. You get me? I hope you get this message. I'm not the type to make a stink. It's in fact my lucky hoodie. And you're far too pale for pink. Now I know you might not give a damn, but next week I've got a psych exam. So forgive me if I don't give any slack. I hope you get the message. I need my hoodie back. I assume you thought this would be an adorable ploy to get me to call you and go out with you, but that's really not how this is going to play out. I'm sure you're a fun guy, and there's no doubt in my mind that some impressionable freshman is going to find heaven on your futon. I hope you get the message. I'll speak as clearly as I can. Were you trying to impress me? Try acting like a man. Not a boy who pulls a childish prank. I am not some stuck-up joyless crank. Petty crime might work on some girls. I'll agree. I hope you get the message. It didn't work on me. To be fair, it's a shame that you had to steal. You were there, and I thought that you had appeal. I flipped my hair, leaned closer in. I smiled and laughed, I showed some skin. I gave you every sign. The message was loud and clear. But if you missed the message then, will you miss the message here? I hope you get the message. Tomorrow I'll be at the quad. I will be there at 1230. And you.
you will too, by God. I'll be waiting at the pizza shack, and you'll give my lucky hoodie back. An apology would be quite nice, and perhaps a pepperoni slice, plus a mea culpa just for kicks in the form of mozzarella sticks. This is not a date, so please don't misconstrue. I hope you get the message. I want my hoodie. I want my hoodie. I want my hoodie. That's all I want from you. Staff, it's Ben. Why in the hell did I let you talk me into that outgoing message? Please erase that. Are you there? Pick up. I need you to clean the apartment. I'm out with Lauren. Yes, hoodie Lauren. We're at the restaurant, and we're coming back to the apartment in half an hour. I invited her over for a nightcap, and she said yes. Staff, what's a nightcap? I'm sure she wants a man of means Trash the nasty magazines Toss or eat my lean cuisines She's coming over So throw some flowers in some vase Do your best, spruce up the space Oh, I know, take Melrose Place She's coming over I know what you're thinking No, I'm not whipped I'm not about to let some girl tell me who I am I'll live my life the way I want And I don't give a damn Yeah, 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 yeah But I trust that we will be discreet Clean the filthy toilet seat Hear this message, press delete She not someone that I'm changing for Just slightly rearranging for Dude, I'm so screwed She's coming over When the futons are rocking Don't come a-knocking Ben. And this is Stafford. Please excuse our boring outgoing message. Staff. Ben says we need to be more mature. So kindly leave a message at the tone. Staff. God bless you all. Yeah, no, well, that's I'm mature. doing what you wanted me to do. Come on. Ben? Are you awake? Ben, pick up. It's Lauren. Are you passed out? Are you dead? I wouldn't know because you left me at the bar last night. Ben! Look, it's college. I, I get that. I do. But I'm worried. Your, your partying is getting out of control. Spring break is next week, and at this rate, I don't think you'll make it out alive. More importantly, I, I don't know how we're going to make it out alive. You and me, Ben. You make me laugh. I admit that. These past three months have been great. Wait, partly great When you're not drunkenly leaving the bar When you're not peeing inside your guitar I know I should love all the things that you are But Ben, sweet Ben It's not cute anymore Pick up Ben 
so we can talk. Pick up Ben, so I know you're alive. I'm running out of patience. Okay, I'm off to class. Class, I'm sure you've heard of it. Okay, Ben. Stafford and Ben not in a house. Finals are over, yeah. If you need Ben, leave a message. If you need me, I can be found A, at any local bar, B, in jail, C, dead, or D, all of the above. Stafford, it's Ben. Pick up. Jesus, I'm not kidding. Please pick up. Pick up. Okay, I don't know what to do. If Lauren calls, I need you to give her a message. She's gone back to Phoenix for the summer. I was supposed to meet her and her parents this morning for breakfast, but I totally screwed up big time. I went out last night for a few beers, and... Oh, Jesus, I really messed this up. Staff, I missed breakfast. I woke up in jail, and she's gone. I didn't get her parents' number. I think I used up all my chances with her. She'll probably never call again. But if she does, if she calls, staff, you have to tell her. Last night was it. As soon as my dad bailed me out, I had him drive me to the airport. I'm going to Santa Fe, staff. I'm going to rehab. I'm going to do this. I tried my own way. I made my own rules. King of all fools. Where did it get me? But tell her I'll change. I'm well on my way I'll clean up the mess If she'll let me Cause for the first time I know it's all up to me And for the first time I can finally see There's nowhere else to go but This is Lauren. 
turn and we can't come to the phone. It's possible we're screening, leave your message in the tone. Coming home to no messages would surely make us weep. So from us to you, you know what to do. Just make it short and quiet. The baby is asleep. Beep. The cast of The Answering Machine was Kristen Piacentile as Lauren, Gus Curry as Ben, and Gabe Aguilar as Stafford. Um, it's funny the you know reactions I get from uh, from my family. I mean, most of the time it's. I mean, my my grandma's like, she was a theater critic, and so she was like a total theater snob and loved like that's part of why I grew up on West Side Story. That's and, where you get it. Yeah, and my mom too. But yeah, my my grandma really liked this episode, which was which is so strange to me because it's all like '90s pop, yeah. like. You wouldn't expect, you know, this grandmother from Russia to to like that episode, but she really loved the story, and this is the message she left for me. Oh, she's gonna say, yeah, she said, it's fantastic, the fifth episode, it's great. In ten minutes, a whole life. And she said the girl especially, but all the singers are great. I'm sure you get my message. Bye. <laughs> That's adorable. It's so adorable. <coughs> my name is Kevin Hammonds, and I wrote the book and lyrics for The Answering Machine. Are you the toughest composer I've worked with? Probably. What about I'll give you a soundbite. You're probably the most frustrating composer ever. Is that right? You're like, oh. no, try again. No, come on. I'm not so mean. It's okay, though. But, uh, you know, now that you mention it, uh, I thought I'd, you know, maybe check out some of our older email conversations. What do you mean? Well, I was checking out. Do you know how long we worked on this thing when we started? It was April of 2013. And so we started writing this thing in May. Of 2013? Yeah, and then we put it out March 1st. Of 2014. Almost a year? Yeah. It's a testament to the fact that, like, I mean, we did it at Soundbites after that in December of 2014. Another 10 months after, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got out well with Soundbites this year in 2014. I, I didn't do a single thing Mr. and I won two awards. Yeah. <laughs> best lyrics and best musical. Not too shabby. Showed, showed up, up the night of. Showed up and just <laughs> showered. Got showered. my award and left. Oh, what a joke. Dropped the mic. And then also they did it at Baldwin Wallace University. Um, and we probably wrote more than one version of each song, didn't we? We wrote uh, a really dirty version of She's Coming Over. It's or totally I wrote dirty. It. It's awesome. You want to hear it? <laughs> yes. Like, the first one's not too bad. It's, it's, it seems like things... It's funny because it's the same rhythm, too. It's the same exact rhythm. Yeah. It seems like things are taking shape. Please eject that porno tape. Also hide my Batman cape. She's coming over. <laughs> what? That's funny. That's funny. Should I like it. That? I don't know why we didn't use uh, it. Uh, it's uh. funny. The porno tape. Because we, we were trying to make it less pornographic. Right. Or less dirty. I want the keg disguised or gone. Put some Whitney Houston on. God forbid Celine Dion. <laughs> yes. That's good. <laughs> uh, please try and hide the Hooters swag. Kindly burn my jerk off rag. <laughs> and that... <laughs> And that pic of me in drag. <laughs> oh God, that's pretty lousy. This is this is what I wrote. Okay. As a as my response, Kevin, reading your lyrics for the first time is a joy. I'm sorry you will never know. <laughs> Do you remember writing out those character templates? I thought they were so cool. I was blown away. 
I don't know if I like really expressed to you how impressed I was with just like the amount of work for a 10-minute musical for these characters. Because for each one you had uh, their occupation, their conscious goal, their personal motivation, inner need, flaw-blocking need, backstory, their dominant core trait, other good and bad traits, imperfections, quirks, skills, knowledge, point of view, attitudes, dialogue, style, physiology, psychology, sociology, relationship with others. Yeah. That's a ton. I do that with every one of my characters. It's am- I love it. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's so cool. Um, but there were some funny parts that, yeah. I, that kind of... Um, I don't remember what I wrote. Uh, well, let's see here. For, for Ben, uh, apparently he's a DJ at a roller rink. <laughs> and uh, he's 24. I was a DJ at a roller rink. Were in you? College, in college, yeah. Well, did you have a DJ name? No, I mostly just did Saturday afternoons for kids. Uh-huh. And I... They let me do a few Friday nights, and I kept sneaking in Starlight Express. <laughs> so they, oh they only let me do Saturday mornings. Um, I thought this was funny. Imperfection and quirks for Ben. Afraid of dogs. Superstitious. <laughs> no <laughs> Completely idea random. No idea what. Completely random. Um, and then uh, his, his father was an alcoholic in this version. That's where he got it from. His father taught him early on to run from the bad feelings. And oh. as long as... You act like you're having a good time, you'll eventually have a good time. Interesting. Interesting. He barely remembers his mother because his father never kept pictures and never talked about her. Now, if you had put a gun to my head, I couldn't have told you I wrote that. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With Lauren. Lauren was fat all throughout her childhood and in junior high years. In high school, she got into drama and started dancing and musicals. She was a dance major, apparently. Ah, yes. Uh, And then like lost her weight and kind of was a new girl in college. For Stafford... You had an imp- I did a character profile for Stafford? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good lord. Imperfections and quirks. Afraid of the dark. <laughs> a gifted sketch artist, but no one knows it. How oh, funny. But the funniest thing was like looking back on it and their, the way you described them, like phys- physically, yeah. their physical appearance. The guys, like Ben, good body, brown, wavy hair, big brown eyes. Totally, totally. That's identical to Randy, who uh, it's based on. And then for Stafford, you had tall, broad shoulders, handsome, preppy, sandy hair, tan face, bright blue eyes. Oh, he sounds also, dreamy. Also, huge penis, two exclamation points. And then, and then for, the, for the one female character. Yes, she's thin, okay. Thin, <laughs> thin, pale freckles, long black hair, long dark eyelashes, slight hook nose, Oof. red lips, beautiful to some. A little freakish to others. <laughs> Slightly looks like a beautiful witch. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That was very funny looking back. Originally, the ending was she ends up with Stafford. Do you remember that? No, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because oh, I, I remember reading the outline that you wrote, and every scene was like, oh my god, yeah, I love this, I love this, I love this. And then it got to the end, and she ends up with Stafford. And I was walking down the street, and I said out loud, no! <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. It hurt my heart too much. That's right. That was the problem. I don't remember. To, I mean, I, now I remember writing those. The original, the original name for the song, like just placeholder name for the song that became Pick Up Ben, was Getting Vomit Out of Kashmir. Don't even remember that. Really? Yeah. Well, that was like, you didn't even write anything. You were just like, and then there'll be a song here and it might be called something like Getting oh, Bobbed Out of Cash. That she's sick of his party. Like. He's sick of his party. Um, yeah. But what's funny is you had, the, for that kind of similar place name, you had I Can Do Better. 
for uh, Ben's last song, oh. which first was a song called Wasted. Yes. And we had James Panka sing it and Anna Dagmar play piano. Pick up. Okay, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm at a payphone and this is my last quarter. I don't know when I'll be able to call again. Listen, if Lauren calls, I need you to give her a message. She's going back to Phoenix for the summer, and I can't call her. Oh, Jesus. I really messed this up. Would you believe we had breakfast plans this morning to meet her folks? But like a fool, I went out last night for some beer and a pack of smokes. Next thing I know, I'm in the slammer. And she's gone until the fall And I didn't get a number So I could call Wasted I can't believe the good times I wasted I didn't even try like a proper guy I guess that's not what I do it's one more shot of happiness I wasted, wasted. Covered in sweat, had to call my dad, who's real tired of all my shit. He picked me up and I finally said, no more games, think it's time I quit. So now I'm calling you from the rehab And I swear I'll make this stick Cause I'm sick and tired of feeling tired and sick Wasted I can't believe the chances I wasted Now I've one last shot that's all I got, and but it's up to you. Please tell her I'll make up the time I wasted, wasted. Please deposit 25 cents. And now the operator tells me I'm running out of time. I've cashed in all my favors, used up my last dime And I'm counting on you, buddy If she calls to fill her in I swear I'll never waste A single moment with That it was too, that it wasn't right for the moment. What was what was wrong with it? I it was a little self pitying. It was a little self pitying, and it was a bummer to go out on that. And yeah. really, what made it more fun was like the fact that this guy was saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna stop yeah. drinking and partying and being out of control." One of the things, one of the best things, one of many things I've learned from. BMI, of which we are a group, a part of, mm -hmm. uh, is 
how unsuccessful whiny, complainy songs are. Yeah. Unless they're funny. If they're funny, mm. you can get away with it. That's funny. What you th- what'd you think when it was all done? How'd you feel? I remember sitting on the sofa and playing it for Richard. And at the end, he started crying. Oh, my God. And he doesn't... He's not an emotional person. He never gets really emotional, emotionally wrought by my stuff I write. But I don't know if... I guess it was because of the... Uh, we were in the in the throes of wanting a child, oh, yeah. and then the last bit of the story oh. is they have a child. Yeah. I think that was it. I don't know. Well, that's it. Uh, I'm just going to throw in there that Kevin and his husband Richard are in the process of adopting a child right now, and they couldn't be happier. They're doing great. So that was the retrospective for numbers one through five of Take a Ten. Remember, you can like us on Facebook for further news and pictures and updates, uh, including upcoming readings and live performances that are coming up very, very soon. I highly recommend checking that out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Take a One Zero Musicals. Uh, we have an Instagram. Uh, you can go to our website, takeatenmusicals.com. You can purchase any single song that you heard today or on any other episode by emailing us at takeatenmusicals at gmail.com. And please, sharing is caring. Tell your friends. Take a Ten was created and directed by Andy Roninson with production help from Chris Cretelli, Gabe Aguilar, Jennifer Piacenti, Andrew Garrett Carl, and Rick Tchaikovsky. Some quick thank yous to one, John Saraga, who played trumpet on the first part of It's a Bird, It's Plains, My Boyfriend. To Uri Jamal at Mad Pan Studios, thanks so much. And to Meredith Lark for reading the credits. Books and, why did I say that again? Books and lyrics. Okay, uh... Thanks again for listening and for sharing and for tweeting at us. It really means so much. And uh, you can tune in the first of the month every month, including the next month, for a brand new 10-minute musical. If you want to blues it out like that, I think that's fun. Yeah. Until then, um... Well, you know what to do. <laughs> See you guys. Ready? Two, uh, one. When your credit card won't take when you miss the bus again, take a breath, oh, take a break, and take a ten. Thank you, ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. Oh, great. Oh, it's nice seeing you all. Yeah. 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 Yeah.